Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. We live in a world of fees. Airlines, hotels, food delivery, and especially car dealers all charge excessive last-minute fees. When you want something badly enough, it feels like your only choice is to pay up. But what if you had a choice to take a stand instead? At Carvana, we believe in treating you better. With zero hidden fees, you can drive off without feeling ripped off. That's what it means to live fearlessly with Carvana. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Hey everyone, John Roca here. Pluto TV is the leading free streaming television service. Watch over 100 TV channels and thousands of movies on demand, all completely free. Pluto TV never asks for a credit card. You don't even need to sign up to watch free. Pluto TV is the easy and completely legal way to watch your favorite TV shows and hit movies for free. What are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again by downloading Pluto TV. You can download Pluto TV for free on all of your favorite devices today, including your phone, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Smart TVs, PlayStation, and anywhere else you stream. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. 
Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Welcome, everybody, to this week's edition of Collider Body Slam Raw Recap. I'm recovering from interviewing the great Jim Cummings, who's the voice of Winnie the Pooh and Tigger. You will see that interview on Friday. But today, we are talking about wrestling and Raw, and we are recovering from WWE Evolution. I am one of I am the host of the show, John Roca, joined by my co-host and the uh, man in charge of pro wrestling sheet, and who made me watch the Hardy Halloween special, Ryan Satin. How are you, brother? I am doing great. I, uh, I, you know, <laughs> with Crown Jewel ahead, yeah, it's like it's it's like a it's it's this weird thing where like all these cool things are happening in wrestling, even yeah. all these cool things are happening in WWE, and it's like fun to be a wrestling fan right now. Except for the main thing being built on Raw right now. So I'm looking forward to at least that coming to a close after this week and moving on from it, even though it's a 10-year deal and we're probably going to have to deal with this multiple times a year going forward. But but yes, the Hardy Halloween thing and Evolution, like you said. I mean, two really, really fun wrestling-related things that that happened in the past few days. Uh, If you didn't see the video that he's referring to, it's on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. For those of you who are already watching along, uh, just go check it out. It's in the videos section. Uh, For those of you who are listening... Like I said, youtube.com slash C slash wrestling sheet. You can go check it out there. Basically, um, I'm not up to date in this whole uh, watch along <laughs> culture that people are into, yeah. but it's a thing that people are doing. So uh, if you want to, if you want to watch with us yeah. as, as if you were sitting along beside us, uh, go check out the video that we posted. We tell you exactly when to start watching so you can watch when we watch. Uh, you can get the, you can react along beside us. Uh, people seem to have enjoyed the video so far. Ryan, people want to hang out with you. I don't know what your problem is, man. People want to hear what you think about things that they're watching. So there's nothing negative. Uh, yeah, no, no, it's not a negative thing. I, I, okay. I, I've just never, I've never done one of those. I, I never watched a watch along thing, so it's a foreign right. concept. Well, to me. Well, because you're not the person who watches the watch along. No, things. no, I'm like you're super, the person who creates them, so people can watch along with you. I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> that's it, how it works. No, it's similar to like the, the video gaming thing too. Like you know, mm-hmm. like I can't. I, I, I've never sat there and watched someone play a video game except for when I am having trouble passing something and right. I, I need help to get through it. And I'm right. like, I look it up, and then some twelve year old explains it to me, and I feel stupid. So uh, in Dutch, <laughs> yeah, but. but but I loved the Hardy Halloween special. Yeah. I thought it was very fun. Uh, I, I also very much enjoyed Evolution. Uh, we yeah, were talking man. about where we should bring it up the show. We can bring it up here since you, you brought it up at the top. Okay. Well, we can bring it up at the top anyway. I just so wanted to give well, a no, tease. No, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's okay. okay. I, 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 I love the show. Yeah. I, I thought man. it was one of the best pay-per-views of the year. Watched it again this morning at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. Before you I love watching pay per views before work. I do. I love because it, it keeps stays fresh in my brain. You'll mm-hmm. get old too one day, and you're like, oh, I forget something because I watched it two days ago, and I like to refresh because yeah. th- things. No, that I'm already me, at that age. I do the same okay. thing. Don't worry. Things that interest me when I first watch it, when I watch it a second time, I can focus on other things that I might have missed. Totally, and I enjoy watching it. Like 
I really enjoyed that pay. That pay-per-view should have had way more publicity and press and set up for it. I did hate that Stephanie had to, introduce, had to use her speech to introduce the whole freaking thing. I hated that. But other than that, I really appreciated the effort, the dedication, the uh, the booking of the show for the most part worked. And so in, in the long run, I thought this was an incredibly great venture. I hate that we just moved past it. We're moving on to Crown Jewel. But there were so many good matches, so many great returning people that I guess either missed my mind or I didn't know about. Kelly Kelly, I didn't know she was coming back. That was great to see her. Molly Holly was so happy to see her. Blaze, uh, all those great people that came. Michelle McCool, so much fun to see that mixed in. And the Iconics actually were funny and did their thing that they had to do. But, you know, it was that Becky. It was all about the Becky Charlotte match. Match, and the Ronda match was great as well. I enjoyed it. I, I uh, it's funny you say that about the the Crown Jewel versus breezing past Evolution mm. to, to hype Crown Jewel, and it did kind of leave a bad taste in your mouth throughout Raw this week, where every time they would do yeah. like some sort of cra- uh, battle royal, excuse me, some sort of Evolution. Um, a recap yeah. or, or, or something along those lines. Like, Evolution, and you'd see all these positive images, and like now we got to talk about Crown Jewel, and you'd be like, oh, it was like a like a <laughs> yeah yeah, oh, you know. And so, uh, right. yeah, everything you said. Uh, one of the things I I feel like didn't get enough love on the internet was that opening uh, video that they did for the pay-per-view. It was done so well, in yeah. my opinion. I, like, was, like, it was almost like, emotional to a certain mm-hmm. degree. Watching, like, man, it's so cool watching these people live their dreams like this. Yeah. Um, it's so cool to see how far things have come. Mm-hmm. Um, and how quickly, dude. Yeah. And I don't mean quickly in terms of overall, but over the last few years, yeah. how quickly women's wrestling No, has I become. think totally. I mean, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it happened fast. It definitely yeah. happened fast once they got behind it. Um, yeah, I, I mean the booking of it. I, I didn't. I didn't really understand that concert thing in the beginning. Yeah, that I, that was all reference to her being what she was at uh, WrestleMania for Nakamura because she's the one that did guitar, what, what, I, and she's like one of the premier guitar, fem- uh, guitarists in the world, and she's female. So they were just because I think because they have a relationship with her, they brought her in to do that. But random. I agree, it's random. Yeah, it was. It very wasn't like random. starting off the show with Maria Menounos. Like we get it. You guys are friendly with someone who is has some relevance in another <laughs> entertainment <laughs> medium. But I don't know if I necessarily care about watching them do it, Uh, uh, especially at the top of the show. I was, like, pumped for wrestling, and then all of a sudden there was, like, this rock concert going on, and I didn't really understand it. They could have at least gotten the girl who did the theme song. Oh, yeah, the the girl group. I believe that they said it slaps. That that song slaps. You know, I'm into it. I'm into it. That song's cool. I'm probably going to get made fun of for saying that, but I like it. I I, I, I thought it was a cool song. and not that I like the song, the slaps part. Then, as I said, it didn't sound right. Okay. Um, but uh, but yeah. So I I really enjoyed the show. Um, I I saw people complain about some little things like the lighting or the LED stuff not being on the ring, and that didn't bother me at all. Yeah. In the slightest bit. Didn't honestly. That stuff doesn't. It didn't really stand out mm-hmm. to me or anything like that. Um, the set looked fine. Yeah. I kind of liked that. It had a takeover like vibe with the lights down. Um, it felt like a combo of takeover and all in. Right. It felt like that I was watching because like female it, all in with yeah. a takeover vibe, yeah. Because yeah. it was lit in a very unique way that I've never seen the pay per views of WWE lit before. I don't know if it's Nassau Coliseum or whatever they did, but it had a weird lighting aspect. No, to they it. do that for like the house shows, and okay. if I recall, like when they did that Japan special in the middle oh, of the yeah. night with Brock Lesnar, it was kind of similarly lit. Right. Um, they tend to do that, I think, for the more the house shows, but still, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I thought I, I don't mind when they do that in the slightest bit. I think it brings. I like when it has a little bit of a. Different Different look to it. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so I didn't feel like it was like I saw people being like, oh, they, they slighted the girls by you know not giving them giving the house show setup, and it was like I, I didn't mind it at all, and I think a lot of people thought that Triple H was um, kind of running things mm-hmm. since. It had a takeover-like mm-hmm. vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I put up the story yesterday because I started asking around. And I didn't want to call it exclusive because it should be an obvious that Vince ran the, his own show. <laughs> uh, but but I thought it was worth noting because I yeah. think a lot of people were wondering if Triple H kind of ran the show. But yeah. Vince was in Gorilla. He was hands-on with everything. He was, you know, for all intents and purposes, he was doing, doing what he normally does at the mm-hmm. show. And so uh, I thought that was kind of cool, you know, considering – Vince doesn't necessarily have the the greatest track record when it comes to women's wrestling. Truth. That is evolution in itself. The yeah. fact that Vince McMahon was able to kind of like put on a show that a, uh, put on a, an all female show mm-hmm. that a lot of wrestling fans are calling one of the best pay per views of the year. I agree. I wasn't bored it at all. No, me neither. I, I was surprised. I thought for sure that the six woman tag might bore me, or the battle royal, my or the whatever it is, the battle royal they had would bore me, and it wasn't. I, I was I was involved. right there. I was right there with you. Yeah. I felt the exact same way. Like I was like. Well, Trish and Lita, are they really going to be able to go? Yeah. And then they give them 30 minutes or something like that. And they open it with like a 30-minute tag match with Lita and Trish. And you're like, okay. You know, just just that alone while I was watching it, I was thinking to myself, when do you see that long of an opening female tag match, all women – that long, that what, that good, yeah, you know, yeah. where they're given time to develop a whole, you know, to tell a story mm-hmm. in the ring, and then on 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 top of that, you're like, man, there's going to be like six more of these yeah. matches, you yeah. know, like cool, hell yeah, they, let's do this, they ladies. Gave, they gave Alicia half an hour. And that's crazy. I was so happy in that way because, like, I was afraid they were going to make this a shorter match because uh, Alexa wasn't part of it, totally. Which got announced what two or three days before because well, the, con- yeah, the day before, day before because the concussion thing. But having her come out was brilliant. Have her come out, introduce, do the. Co- it's great. It gets crowd hyped up. Then you bring them out, and the match was great. And Mickey was great. Mickey knew. I think Mickey was like, "This is like Rock facing Hogan. Her fighting Trish again." Like after so long, oh, I guess it's like Sting and Flair. That's, I would say Sting and Flair. Even those, are, I would say because that's like, a little high praise. Well, who, those are some legend. I'm just saying, who's those, the greatest female wrestler you would say ever? Legendary. I mean, obviously, well, Lita and Trish against each other. About. I'm, Lita and Trish against each yeah, other. But Mickey is, was Mickey was always the main villain to Lita, to, to Trish. It was oh, not Lita. Yeah. Lita was always involved in the other stuff and the and the and they, like. There was just more involved here. Between those sure, two, sure, <laughs> that seems like a bold. All right. that seems like a bold comparison to say d- to compare those two to the Flair and Steamboat, and who's the other one you said? Oh, Flair and Sting. Well, I would say not Rock Hogan. Sorry, Flair and Sting but, and, but, and, and, and Rock and Hogan. And that, by that, that's I mean, a big comparison. <laughs> by that, I mean is like they fought years ago. No, I get How what you mean they? in okay. terms of like they uh, are famously known yeah. against them. Well, they're coming back to but fight to put again it on that level. I mean, yeah. people would say Robin Hogan one of the best matches of all time. Like, all right, fair enough. <laughs> I don't want to say Rock Hogan, but uh, certainly it feels like Flair and Sting fighting again like 15 years later. That's okay. what it feels like. That kind of rivalry. I see what you're saying. And, and the woman's side. Yes. Which really, who thought was going to happen? That no, was and, happen. and I will say yeah. that was really cool for me while watching yeah. that match. I, yeah. I, I completely feel, you know, as... As someone who very vividly remembers when Mickey James came in mm-hmm. as the stalker or the, yeah. you know, the, the obsessed yeah, uh, single fan, white female thing, yeah, yeah. which was Stratus, it was cool seeing that again. Mm-hmm. It was I, I dug it. I liked yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know what? I saw Trish did an interview earlier in that weekend that, uh, with Kathy Kelly, mm-hmm. and they were like, you know, you had a month to prepare for the Women's Royal Rumble. Did you have that similar time to prepare for this? And she was like, 
not really. No, they just kind of <laughs> said you're going to be the match, and I just kind of went with it, yeah. you know. And so the fact that she had that little of prep time, her and Lita, mm-hmm. and that they were able to kill it like that was 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 rad. And, and like you said, the Battle Royal, yeah, I liked it. it was like a parade of sorts oh, where it was yeah. like you know you get to give respect to all the women yeah. who had paved the way or and who were still involved. Right. It was like a fun thing, different than the Royal Rumbles, even though those all are one by one. It was mm-hmm. kind of like it was a little bit of parade of sorts yeah. where it felt they were all coming to the ring, and then you know fun moments. Uh, I liked Nia Jax and Tamina teaming up this time. Yes. Uh, I liked, um, you know, Molly Holly, like you said, being involved. I liked uh, Ivory being yeah. so, making it so deep. Yeah. Uh, I liked the, the – there's just so many things I liked. It. I thought they did a really good job in, in the Women's Battle Royal. Yeah. And so um, – and I don't think anything I'm going to say that everyone knows. Everyone, if you watched it, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte was just was just a great, great match. I mean, tore down the house. Yeah, bro. yeah. It's like, man, you got to. If you didn't watch it, you should go watch it. Yeah. Me, me recapping it here is not going to do it justice. You should go watch the match. It was a very, very entertaining match. Yeah. Um, and I, like you said, I personally liked Ronda Rousey versus mm-hmm. Nikki Bella. I think they put on a very passable main event. I think they both proved that they deserved that main event. Mm-hmm. I think that they both, um, you know, they, they both showed why they were there. And I, and I was into it. Yeah, as a long-time Bellas fan, it was cool just to see them in the main event of a pay-per-view. i tell you something. Watching that match, I came around on Nikki. Like, I wasn't 100% sure on Nikki coming in and taking this spot and doing them. And she wrestled a hell of a match, man. Yep. Hell of a match. Yeah. And... They made it believable, yep. right? What yeah. they could do against Ronda, like the twin magic worked in the way that that makes sense. The hitting against the post, all that kind of thing, everything they did to kind of turn it around on uh, Ronda. <clears throat> My only complaints, I think, are, are that Ronda doesn't feel like a face to me. She really doesn't. The constant talking is like that's not. I get it. People were trying to say, oh, well, what about her Austin did in the Attitude Era and the, the Rock. You never caught those guys talking a whole match to somebody. You just never did. She was exacting her revenge on, at every second that she was in that match. And that, to me, was mind-blowing. I've never seen a face character do that. So it was interesting to see that kind of twist and jump. But the fans love it. So yeah, I, I, who I might think, say anything? I, I think that I, when I was at P, when I, when I would go watch PWG... Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to mention PWG later in this episode too. But uh, so this will be the, second, the first of two PWG drops. But uh, Kevin Owens, like I feel like Kevin Owens could kind of have been considered a face at the time. Oh, okay. Uh, Kevin he Steen, would do that? Kevin Steen, and I, and he was notorious for that. Now he mm-hmm. was a, a antihero, Stone Cold style. But he right. and it's also a very different atmosphere. I mean, it's as big as this room almost. Right. You know, it's, it's larger than this room, but but it's small. You mm-hmm. know, and so mm-hmm. when he's talking shit to the crowd, and he's and you can hear him talking to the guy, talking shit during the match, it, it's, it's it's different. But I yeah. love it. And so it's something that I I like seeing the antihero kind of person do that. I don't know if they necessarily are trying to. I don't think they're trying to position Ronda Rousey as an antihero. No, I think it it's more. Like it. You know. The way I see it is when she does it, to me at least, it, mm-hmm. it, it's more reminiscent of uh, of an action hero. Of like an action hero who's kind of like just a badass. Who's like okay. talking shit while beating people up. That's kind of like the vibe mm. I get when she's doing it. So it doesn't, it doesn't really bother me at all. Like okay. it does. It, I know it bothers you. It only you bothers it. me because she's such a – she's so f- like physically – such an overwhelming thing to try to defeat. She isn't the underdog. She is the overdog. And to have the overdog beat you senseless and talk shit to you 
as she's beating you senseless, to me, does not seem like a face situation. If she was an underdog who was fighting back and talking about, like, Becky and Charlotte talked to each other throughout the whole match in certain moments, that works. But with Ronda such an overwhelming force, it just seems weird. Like, if if the big show was beating you senseless and constantly talking shit to you, you'd be like, what the fuck? This seems weird, like a face. This seems weird. So but it's like overall, punching though, down almost? Yeah, it feels like yeah. you're punching. Like, you don't need to talk all that shit to Nick. You're already, you're already yeah, dominant. You're already so above her. You're already Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, around Rousey. Yeah, you know. So, but but overall, I thought the match though was really well done. Yeah. I was surprised how much I enjoyed that match. And I want a Bellolution flag for my desk. <laughs> I I want one. I love that that Bellolution flag. Cracked me up when Be- Brie was waving it so proudly, yeah. and then she. It's like I like that. That's the thing Brie is latching onto because in the backstage interview after the show, yeah. it was sim- she she said like like Ronda was or Nikki was saying like it's not over between them, and then they go to walk away and. Bree just comes back into the frame and she goes, and it's still a Bellolution. And then she walks off, <laughs> crack me up. So, yeah, I, I, that Bellolution flag, I thought was a nice little touch. They're leaning into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I now want to see Nikki more. So I'm I'm down now in the in the camp because I really enjoyed the match she wrestled. And I'm like, if you can bring that level to the next situation you find yourself in, I'm down. I want to see it. You know, uh, I feel like the Becky Lynch-Charlotte match, <laughs> title match-wise – as good as it was, mm-hmm. was not as intense as your recent title win. Oh, my God. What? Dude. A I, segue. <laughs> I listened to that while I was driving into work today. Because I told I, – for those of you who watch these or listen to these, I told Roka he's not allowed back in here if, if he didn't represent and it's win the true. title. And he di- – I learned – that he left the title at home. I was going to well, have him hold it up here. I had yeah. planned to have him victoriously hold it up here and and and, and represent for the outlaw. I apologize, uh, but I understand. Over my bed. It's I understand. Over That's bed. I would do the same thing if I was a title holder. So I get it. You know, I get it. Uh, you don't always want to bring the belt with you everywhere. So you know, you're a champion now. So, <laughs> uh, but man, dude, that was crazy. I was listening to that on the way in, and I was thinking because I. I'm so hit or miss when it comes to those questions. Like sometimes, like I get all of them. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I get none of them. Yeah. Sometimes I'm right in the middle when I'm listening along, and I was, I was, I was following. I was kind of with you guys for the most yeah. part, and then it, at the end, it just got so intense. I can't believe, even though you won, <laughs> I, I was so mad when you said it was Ben Stiller and the Cable Guy. Like, I was mad too, I, and you said it so fast I and know. so quickly, and I was like. That's an easy one. That's I was an so, easy one. I just got confused because he directed the movie. Yeah, he did. So I was so confident. And, and then when you were so <laughs> in your confidence, I said, wait, it was Matthew Broderick. <laughs> but then I was like, wait, he's so confident. Am I wrong? And then they said you're wrong. And I was like, oh, okay, good. Yeah, okay. Whew. Because he is in the movie. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Christian so. said the same thing. Christian was well. While it was happening, if you hear him, he goes, "Wait, was it right? Was it? no, <laughs> no, no, it's right." And then and Bibiani said, "Like you know, oh no, no, it's true. It is. It's it was not uh, uh, Ben Stiller." <laughs> but here, look. Um, uh, first of all, I did not ask him to do that. He is bringing this up on I his did. own. I did. So I was I, proud. I, I, I want to make sure people in. don't think I'm, you know. But I appreciate you saying that. It was a tough match, and he's a fantastic competitor. And like. You know, we do wrestling. This, that stuff is scripted. This is not scripted. This is like I'd never know if I'm going to win or lose. And I walked through, and winning the belt again when I really was so close to retiring so many times, it was a blast. And and Bibiani is a fantastic competitor. And all the shit I said about him before, you know, you got to take all that back and just say you got to just respect the guy. And he really brought it. And we went toe to toe. I just happened to come out a little bit ahead. It was, dude. You, I, but, I, yeah. It was it was so close. Yeah. It was so close. Like mm-hmm. I will say. As someone who doesn't know Bibiani personally yeah, yeah, at all, yeah. um, and I know you personally, and I yeah. work here in the office, <laughs> I do like 
someone who works here in the office being the champion. Because I would be sitting here at my desk. I'd be sitting over there at my desk. And I, I just see this guy I don't know. <laughs> Kind of like hovering around yeah. with his title belt on. Yeah. And it was like, I always kind of didn't like it. I'd be like, this guy, I don't know this guy. Who's this <laughs> champion just lingering around the office? And he didn't work here. This guy's not the champion of the office. And he would just kind of like, you know, like he just kind of stand in a corner with the title belt over his shoulder. And I, it was like semi-intimidating, but no. not. So I'm glad that you're the champion Thank now. You. I, didn't, I didn't like someone... Not involved in my show being the champion of the office. Why is Cody walking around with the uh, with the Impact Championship? And the, this is ridiculous. <laughs> All right, we should. I, yeah, I yeah. Let's a lot of time it. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top of Raw. How funny was it? I, it just uh, James tweeted from the account, and it made me laugh yeah. because if you hadn't watched Raw in I don't know five years, a few years, let's yeah, say, yeah. and you just happen to tune in, and it starts off with Baron Corbin standing in the ring holding the Universal Championship. You're like, whoa, what have I missed? What have I been missing for the past five years? When did bald Baron Corbin yeah. in a suit become champion? Why are so, we in the dark timeline again? <laughs> Why are You're we right. in the dark timeline again? <laughs> um, that was so weird. It was, yeah. Well, then, and then, so that was when, so then Brock and yeah, okay, Brock and Braun came out of that, right? Yeah, well, yeah. Um, I mean, uh, Paul came out first, obviously, and they, him and Brock they did their thing, and they're, they're presenting the whole situation. And then Strowman comes out, and they have a back and forth, and they fight. Like it was, I wondered though, as I was watching this, if this was not the original plan, and with Roman Reigns being injured, they had to bring Brock back as a presence a lot quicker, or if it was going to be a different way that they were going to promote Crown Jewel with the three of them, right? Were they I'm guessing it's something were they similar. Were going to have go, going at it? That kind of thing, I wondered if. I feel like because a lot of times when Brock has these matches, he's like there for like the first time it's announced. Yeah, right. And the, la- the second to la- or the last show before. Yeah, exactly. He does not show up consistently. No, no. Heyman does that with his promos. <laughs> yes. Right. So um, I, I imagine that this was always kind of, he was always kind of like penciled in for this episode. Okay. Um... I don't know if it really did anything to really sell you on the event extra. It, it's going. What more did you need? Like they're yeah. gonna go at it. Yeah, you know it's the match. We need a new champion. Yeah. I'm already ready to watch it. Yeah, yeah you know yeah, I don't yeah. think Brock getting one up on on Braun really made me want to watch it more. Right. If anything, right. I would have maybe liked it the opposite way, just because we know that Braun has lost to Brock mm-hmm. in the past. So I would have liked to think that maybe like. Oh, Braun's got a chance again, you know? So yeah. I, I would have maybe liked that, but, you know, that's just nitpicking. Yeah, yeah. And so I wonder if we're going to get a real situation that pops up in this match. Remember last time? The punch to the yeah, face? dude. That still unsettles me. I, I have that saved as a thing I go back to on my YouTube playlist because it is so – when Brock hits him, Brock hits him like uh, like Brad Pitt and Snatch. Like he he's holding back at the in that last fight. He could knock this guy out. If he wanted to, but he love taps him to let him know I could knock you the fuck out if I wanted to. Do you have playlists on YouTube yeah. set for different moods that make you like <laughs> when you have things you want to see? Like, look, I'm not answering that question. <laughs> <laughs> what, like, what mood? Like, what mood do you need to be in to go back and revisit Braun getting punched in the face? Like, what does that do? I save certain moments or certain videos that have certain moments in them because I just enjoy that seeing that all go down. Like, I still have saved Kurt Angle, King of the Ring versus Shane, and the constant attempts to throw him through the window. That I will never let, or the glass rather, I will never let. Like, I save that uh, on there. The Rock, uh, the Rock getting beat up by NWO. I save that video. So those are those. Those are the best. <laughs> 
to me, that's the best of wrestling. And so I have a little bit of a playlist that I go back and watch sometimes. It warms your heart a little bit. It does, <laughs> and, uh, along with uh, with uh, you know Bailey and uh, and Sasha doing their takeover match. Like those kinds of things, you go back to and watch. And by the way, if you want to watch the uh, uh, Ronda. Uh, uh, Nikki Bell. It's on YouTube. It you is. can watch the whole match on YouTube. They did. They put yeah. it out there. I, I like surprised. it. That's cool. Then, yeah, it was. So we saw this. We saw Brock take care of business. Beat up Strowman. Like we weren't. Like you know, it's gonna have. So I don't know if that sets up Strowman winning. Uh, but it certainly I'm would so feel that way. Scared that they're not gonna do it. Like like yeah. knowing Vince. Yeah. And and I, I I almost worry that they're gonna give it back to Brock, and then maybe at WrestleMania, Braun gets his moment, his crowning moment. Yeah, but then the title means nothing, man. Like you can't the have only a thing I could see, the, you know, I don't, I don't mind Brock. Sorry, okay, I don't mind Braun winning here at Crown okay. Jewel, mainly because I, that's what I want. That's yeah, is what I want is, is Braun to win the title at Crown Jewel, um, and I think it makes sense. You know, make Braun the superstar of Saudi Arabia. Braun won the Greatest Royal mm. Rumble. Now you bring him back. He he's got his green belt on the wall yeah, from the yeah. Greatest Royal Rumble. Still, have him come out carrying the green Greatest Royal Rumble belt just to show off that he won it again while he's there. Oh, that's a good point. Um, and yeah, and then double champ, super champ of Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Like you know, he, we've already seen him be dominant in Saudi Arabia once. Might as well make that you know if, if we're gonna be going back there for the next ten years. Might as well make that bronze dominant place. Yeah. You know, yeah, sure, I'm cool with that. Yeah, and then no women are allowed him near him. <laughs> <laughs> He's really got it all sorted. By the way, your tweet about that, you said that you reached out to WWE I did. about whether Renee Young is going to be part of the announce team. They haven't gotten back to you. No, I mean, look at, you know, obviously it might sound silly because we all know that they're not allowed to have their female, yeah. you know, workers on the show. Which uh, I think is ridiculous, God forbid. I mean, if Michael Cole can call freaking evolution the whole evolution, then Renee Young should be able to be part of the uh, of the Crown Jewel situation. And look, that's not to say that they're not going to get back to me. I just, it's yeah. been a few weeks. Um, it's this Sunday, isn't it? And it is this Sunday. And I was really just looking for an on-the-record comment yeah. about uh, you know whether she was – look, I reached out when they made the announcement because it was like, hey, you, the, the week before was when they had announced that Renee Young was joining the team. So I was like, hey, you know – you made this history-making announcement. Right. Now it, see, it would seemingly appear like uh, this history-making female announcer is not going to be allowed at your next pay-per-view. Right. What do you? How do you? You know what? Do you have any comment about it? Why won't she? And if so, why won't she allow to be there? And they never answered me. So <sighs> we'll find out. I don't okay. know. All right. Yeah, interesting. Uh, one thing we will uh, find out about here is ba- uh, Finn Balor and Lashley uh, are going to cr- continue this feud now. Uh, Balor defeated Lashley here by disqualification. Um, did you like what was happening with Leo Rush? Are you? Is this? Is it, was this one of the off weeks? Because we seem to be alternating weeks when we enjoy the Lashley and 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 uh, Leo stuff, and then when we don't enjoy the Lashley and Leo stuff. Did you like it this in this week? For me, it was one of the on points. Okay, I, I, you know, it's it's crazy how like just a small tweak in someone's character mm-hmm. or a big excuse me a big change in someone's character can make you go from disliking them to really 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 liking them. Yeah, and I'm yeah. I'm really enjoying the Bobby Lashley Leo stuff. Even if sometimes the the stuff Vince has Leo doing is a little like grading, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. but I enjoyed it overall, mm-hmm. and 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 now that we last night had, and we'll, we'll talk about it, but now yeah. that the Lucha House Party had a match, now yeah. that the Cruiserweights had a match uh, against non Cruiserweight talent on Raw, I am really hoping that next week we get uh, Finn Balor versus Leo Rush. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I think so too. That looks like a lot of fun. I think that's the more interesting match than. Uh, then lastly, versus Bow. 
<laughs> I'll be honest with you. I'll, I'll be honest. You know, you. I don't have a problem with either of them. You know, okay. uh, right. I, 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 I really, honestly, Lashley is working for me as a heel yeah. right now. Okay. Um, and he's taken Cena's spot in the World Cup, right? For the uh, the the battle there, right? What's going to happen there? So I I wonder what he's. Uh, I, yeah, I just wonder what they're going to try to do when they push him forward and take Cena's spot. It'll be interesting. Um. So. Do, what do you think about the way they the way they did that? Uh, I think it, I thought it was something they had to do mm-hmm. in a situation. So they were like, "Well, let's put Lashley in uh, and see what he because because it, it seems they've been pushing him with the Leo Rush thing. So does it fe- does it feel like he might win this whole thing now? With because because this is the most recent combination. So are they trying to push this into prominence? And you like you said, or like we say all the time. Vince loves those big guys, and Lashley's certainly a big guy, and you're replacing Cena as a big guy with another big guy in Lashley. So I, I like it. It, gives a, it, gives a, it certainly gives the participants some more color, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term. <laughs> and so I enjoy that, some diversity in there. Uh, but uh, I just think that's the, the move that they made. I think I like the move that they made. I like putting Lashley in there because yeah. I agree with you that he's getting a push on Raw right now. He's, you know, he's one of the figure, you know, one of the people that's, that's, a, that's a prominent presence yeah. on the show. Yeah. Um, I just I, I hate when something's done so lazily though, and I get it. They don't want to bring a ton of attention to it mm-hmm. because of the fact that Cena doesn't want to go because of all this controversy yeah. surrounding the murder of a journalist. Yeah, you know, and the Saudi government, you know, reported not even reportedly at this point. Yeah. I mean, they they basically said they were in some way involved. They run out of excuses finally. <laughs> some rogue element. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I'm glad that Cena. Took a stand. I'm yeah. glad that Dana Bryan is also taking a stand. Uh, I was able to confirm that he has uh, told WWE management he doesn't want to be in the show oh, either. I'm sure Bree gave him a look. <laughs> I'm sure a lot. You know, Daniel is a pretty uh, yeah. forward-thinking dude. I'm yeah, sure a lot of people gave him looks. I'm sure a lot of people gave him looks that he's friendly guy. with, mm-hmm. that that he talks to, that are like, "Hey, athletes have a responsibility now." Like, yeah. you know. Some might not like that, but you know, I mean, it's a thing right now. You know, they can influence yeah. decision. I wish though, it does. It's, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the right word. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's. I wish that Cena and Daniel Bryan would say something publicly, because I don't think either of them. Maybe that's the will get. I don't think there'll be any ramifications if, if they don't. Okay. Uh, if, if, they, if they do say something in the public eye, okay. I really don't think that it, that it will. Okay. So, and I'm surprised Lashley agreed to it. Lashley served in the army for three years. Like this is, but he's also considering everything has happened. He's a he's a army guy. Like that's the. But middle. that's honestly. Do you think that's the reason he should go? I think that's the reason. I don't know about should, but I think that's probably the reason he is going. Okay. Because I mean, that's he's not the going argument. To protest. The well, government. that's the argument though. Exactly. Is he's not going to protest the government? Right. Is that, that's how I look at it. Is okay. usually and and you served in the military, yeah. so you'd know more than me. But I wouldn't go for the most part. That type of person. Yeah. Don't they usually do what the government? It kind of follow what the government is saying. Oh, like sure. the government's still doing business with them. The government's yeah. saying that they're not these horrible people right. to a certain degree. Right. Then they're going to be like, oh well, then what do I do? Like obviously the president's the president's talking to them. Yeah, what am I yeah. supposed to do? Yeah, that's. I mean, and that's a, that's why I always bristled to my time in the military because I I wouldn't necessarily always go along with things without questioning them and asking why we're doing things and whatever. So I was not the best soldier in terms of that way, you know. But <laughs> I got it, and it's it's why I never moved up past sergeant because I just had my own thoughts on things and whatever. But like, yeah, I don't that, see you taking like <laughs> orders well. Like I don't see you taking that well. If they make sense, I do. Yeah, but. Well, not- the same way. I don't like. Following. I fucking hate being told what to do. Yeah, yeah like yeah. we're the fucking bad. Yeah, Latinos aren't really good at that. No, we're not really good. At that. <laughs> no, 
really we are not. not really good. At it. yeah. It's like, it's honestly even like the principle of the matter. Like yeah. even if I'm wrong, I don't like being told what to do. So like just yeah. don't. Okay, yeah. I have a mind. I have a brain. <laughs> I can think for myself. I can think for myself. If it makes sense. I'll do it. Yeah, exactly. Just just don't tell me what to do. Yeah, that's so the issues that I would have. It makes sense. I do, don't. Oh, you just got to do it, Roka. Uh, no, that's not the way it works. But yeah, so I, you're probably right. It Lashley has a stronger opinion in that way. Maybe he's more uh, you know in that uh, politically inclined that way. So and I don't know. It's not an issue. I, don't really, I really don't. don't know. I had heard rumblings that he wasn't interested in going either, but oh, obviously, okay. I, but I don't know that. You know, yeah. like I had heard rumblings of it, but obviously, they, yeah. they, they weren't right because he's going. Yeah, so. maybe it's a chance to advance his, his character, and it's a chance to you know have a little bit of more success. Who knows what it could turn into? And, good, yeah. and I'm sure it's like a scratch my back, I'll scratch yours type yeah, situation. Yeah. You know? I'll go, but you better give me. Be, but I better win, and you better give me a push. Yeah, that seems like a possibility. I don't think he's gonna win. You don't think so? Okay. Who, at, what, how far away are we from next the Kurt Angle vignette? Next week. Well, I mean, actually, one. <laughs> how far away are we from the Kurt Angle vignette? Uh, a little bit. A okay, little okay. Bit. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll talk about. I'll wait till that. Till okay. I, we discuss who I think is going to win the tournament. All right. All right. It's uh, Kurt Angle. <laughs> no way. Stop. We'll this. get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. He's 95 years old. All right, Trish. <laughs> Trish Lita and Sasha, Bailey, and Natalya took on the Riot Squad, Mickey and Alicia. But there was a lot of people in this thing. It's tight. Basically, it was a battle royal all over again, this 10-woman tag match. Uh, but they also probably wanted to give these ladies some rest. So get them on camera. Get the attention of the fans. But don't let them wrestle too long uh, per person. So well, you know I, what? I didn't mind. I, this was the second PWG reference now. Okay. Because to me, it felt – because I saw a lot of people go like – when it first got announced, going like, ugh, we just had Evolution and we then take – all the women from Evolution, most of them, hmm. from the Raw side of things at least, and we just shove them into a tag match. And it's like going backwards, a lot of people right, said. Right, right. But I really didn't get that vibe from this. Uh, at PWG during Bolo Weekend, Battle of Los Angeles that happens every year, mm-hmm. um, you know, because they fly people in and, and, and you know, because they had so many people there. They a lot of times not not a lot of times, they all now it's kind of become the the, the standard where yeah. they do uh, a, a I believe it's ten man tag. Okay, uh, it might be twelve. It's ten man. It's ten man tag on Sunday night, where it's like the people who didn't advance in the tournament and are still just kind of like out here in in LA. Mm-hmm. They then put them in a tag match, and it's kind of like this fun thing where you get to kind of go through everyone's spots. There's right. these fun throwbacks. There's these fun moments, and I felt like that's kind of what this ten man tag was uh, on Raw with all the women. You know, okay. it was like, hey, we've got all these ladies here because they were they were all in the area because yeah. of Evolution and stuff. They were all they're all ready to go. Yeah. Uh, we might as well give a little send off to Trish and Lita by bringing them all into the match and doing a bunch of spots, giving one last kind of like send off to everyone for mm-hmm. Evolution, yeah. one more uh, big moment for everyone because I thought it was great. I mean, yeah, the stuff with Sasha and Lita, I'm sorry, Sasha and Trish, yeah, when they were like doing little things together and they did the elbow drop together with Sasha's pose, and then Bailey and Lita yeah, doing, doing yeah. the twist of yeah. bait. That was so cool because yeah. you know from if you watched if you followed those two women's mm-hmm. careers at all you know that they are lifelong wrestling yep. fans and you know I know that uh, Sasha Banks idolized Trish Stratus yeah, she, yeah. she talks about it how much she loved Trish Stratus but I also know that there's pictures on the internet of Bailey as a young child doing like the Hardy Boy stuff yeah. and wearing the stuff like she's Lita like she, there's. Dressed as Lita, so yeah. for me as a Hardy Boys Mark, uh, I was watching it, just going like, oh, "I love this man, like I love this," you know. So uh, I was, yeah. it was like one of those things where you could like put yourself in someone else's shoes, and you go like, "God, imagine getting to do mm-hmm. the the." 
finishing moves of the wrestler you grew up idolizing yeah. with that wrestler. Yeah, like you doing a big boot and a leg drop <sighs> side by side with Hulk Hogan. Don't you know? even stop it. Me doing like a stunner with Stone Cold, like oh. me and him, me, we're both stunned our bosses that we don't like, you know, like <laughs> stuff like that. I love boss game from old bosses, yeah. but uh, you know, st- stuff like that. I I couldn't imagine doing something like that. Like that's like the ultimate dream. So to see someone yeah. doing that for me was was just so cool. I don't even know the other word to use because it was just cool, man. I agree with that completely, and it was a great moment to end the match with those uh, have those two dual moments near the end of the match. That was a lot of fun to have. And you're right, if you're a fan of the history of wrestling. These were great moments to watch, and, and, and it got the job done, and you're right. It's a big send-off for them, and, and thank them for showing up, and the fans got to give them some love as well. You know, because these ladies get to come back only for a little bit, and then they're gone, you know, and it's it's the way it works. But they're all successful doing their own thing, so that's And they really look like they hadn't missed a step, dude. Nope. Like, it's crazy. It like, was insane. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Well, some Lita that, was even kind of doing the thong thing. Yeah. And you're like, man, go Lita, dude. Like, hell yeah, man. Like, I'm a props. Yeah. She was sexy, man. She's still sexy. She's still sexy. Uh, Elias took on Jinder Mahal here uh, with a little back and forth between them. Uh, and then Elias defeated uh, Mahal by pinfall. Uh, Jinder. My God. Jinder is just a jobber now again. I Fucking so bad watching I'm so it. mad, dude. I know. I felt so bad watching it. <gasps> I saw that he lost to Zack Ryder on main event yeah, recently, dude, what's too. The point now? And I was like, man, like imagine another former champion being treated like that. Yeah. They don't let Orton do that bullshit. I'm trying to think of another former champion who really got, it reminds me of like a Jack Swagger or like mm. Jack. But even Jinder had a bigger push than Nah. Jack had a pretty. He had two pretty serious pushes oh, when Jack, he first came in. Oh yeah, and the We the People the thing. We the People thing. Was yeah, huge. I guess the We the People thing was very similar to Jinder Mahal's mm-hmm. run. He's still doing it at Lucha. The slapping of the thing and everything that he was like. I don't the watch hand. it. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough, but yeah, he's still doing it. So yeah, it still carries over. Uh, he doesn't get that. He doesn't. Have the, but allegedly, he does not have the best reputation in the back. So that's Jinder Mahal. No, no. Uh, oh, uh, Jack Swagger. Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I never heard that. I never really? heard that before. Okay, he's, okay. Yeah, well, he's really nice things about Jack okay. Swagger. All right, all right. Maybe hey, I'm wrong. I don't know. Talk to maybe people, I'm wrong. Though. I don't I've talked know, to a couple know? people. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, but either way, Elias took care of business here, uh, beating Mahal. But like, what, what do we do? Uh, with this situation. But the reaction to him walking the hallway was great. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I feel like, did we skip the the promo? Yeah, no, yeah sorry. We talk no, about it's okay, it. no, it's okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's okay. Um, he, does, he did a lullaby dude, or whatever, yeah. I feel like, look, I was always kind of like you with the Iconics when it came to Elias. Not, oh, not as hate-worthy, okay. but I was always kind of like, I don't see it. I don't hate the Iconics. I mean, you do. I just want them to be better in the ring. But so you know I, how, okay, I like okay I'll say that. More rem- reminiscent of you and Carmella. You know how, like, you That's and Carmella, oh. you were, like, super not into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why is she getting all this attention? And then finally, recently, you kind of had this, like, light bulb mm-hmm. love, and you're like, nah, I see it now. Yeah. I think it take, it finally took face, Elias, for me to see, like, oh, you know what? They actually really have something here. What? Like, where I was like, man, wow. they... Because, I mean, when he was walking the hall, yeah. he was just getting such a huge reaction. Oh, yeah. And it was almost like, man, when he... When he is able to drop the actual guitar, mm-hmm. when he's able to somehow become Elias the wrestler yeah. and not this – and I know it's a character. But when some – I'm trying to think of like what it compares to. But like when it – when he, if he could somehow just drop that and yeah. be him, that character, without having to sing every week and just – Cena. Like yeah. that's what it's yeah. really of. Honestly, and I'm not saying without that Elias is going to be the, ne- the next John Cena – 
but there's potential there. You know, when okay. John Cena was doing those raps, mm-hmm. and it was really getting over, if you had said to me, in 10 years, that guy will be 16-time yeah, face, you know, face of the company, yeah. you know, movies, everything. I'm like, ah, sh- he dresses vanilla ice, yeah. you know? But when he dropped it, you saw and, and he had kind of like switched to the whole uh, military yeah, yeah, vibe, yeah. and then to what we now see as just John Cena. Right. You know, he likes all those things, but it's not what defines him. And I think that I I feel like we're going to get a similar career arc with Elias, where you know he started out as this musician, he's yeah. going to have to transition to a, a little bit between a character still, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to be believably not singing anymore, but yeah. beating people up. And I feel like he's got potential to. Shed that and really become like a big deal yeah. when it comes to the wrestling world. And I, I would have never said that uh, a year ago, but watching that face, kind of like him do things as a face, mm-hmm. I was, I feel like we might, he, we might, he might be one of them. I think he's been waiting to be able to do this, and I think the fans have been waiting for him to be able to do this. So when you have a guy who is in combo with the fans. The level of the, the heights that he can reach, he or she can reach, uh, is uh, is unlimited. And so, yeah, there's possibilities absolutely with him because people just like his look. And although he's a big dude with the beard and all that kind of jazz, you sense that there's something about him that's an underdog. Yeah. He's not, like, so blessed like Ro- Roman Reigns. Like, Reigns just has that aura of, like, oh, this is all coming to me at some point. With with Elias, you feel like he's going to have to work harder than everybody else in a way because he's got that sensibility that he doesn't feel like he's over, like he needs to feel – like he is. He doesn't know it. Well, you know what I think it is? I, like I think that. part of that is him being part of the NXT uh, yeah. culture. He was there right. with all those indie guys, yep. and they all surpassed him in NXT. Yeah. They all went up there. And at the end of the day, like, he's getting a bigger limelight than a lot of those guys that he was in mm-hmm. NXT with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he, it gives him that little bit of a chip on his shoulder yeah. a little bit. Um, you know, it's not like we're sitting here talking about how Elias is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're talking about Elias's uh, ring prowess very often at all. Yeah. No, no, no. But when it comes to a character, like, I look at it and I go, like, if I had to, like, look at everyone on the roster and go, like, mm-hmm. do any of these guys have potential to be – a Cena-like person, or yeah. a, pres- a Cena-like presence, or a Rock-like presence. Elias is really one of the only ones on the roster where you go, like, that guy is yeah. literally brimming, like, filled to the brim with with charisma and confidence. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's why it exudes so well on TV. That, that all exudes on TV, and you go, like, they got something here. Like, Vince, yeah. and, and it's interesting to me, too, is that we talk about, you know, everyone loves shit on Vince. We all love shit oh, on sure, Vince. Oh, sure, of course. And we all love talking about how, like, it seems like Triple H really gets it in NXT. Yeah. Um, but Elias is someone who he I don't think he saw like everything in, you know. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that he kind of got like kind of brushed to the side after he debuted in yeah. NXT. Uh, so it's interesting to see that, you know, someone in the PC it's interesting to see the career arc of someone in the PC who wasn't necessarily one of the top guys in NXT and to see where he's come from now. It's a really interesting career arc and I really think that I really think that Elias is going to have a big future in the company. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. And what he's doing now with Corbin is essentially uh, Stone Cold and Vince Light. It's that version of like going a fan fan guy who's a little bit 
uh, not necessarily a straight face uh, going against the boss to a degree with the GM situation. Uh, but I think the one last thing I would say about Elias, he feels like the old, he feels like that Jake the Snake type of vibe. He's got that kind of, that those contingent of wrestlers from that time in the eighties and early nineties. He feels like a throwback to that. Yeah, and I can I see think that. The fans want to get absolutely. Along with that. So yeah, he's uh, just someone, he's a, he's a presence. Yeah, he is very much a presence. Yeah, you can't deny that, bro. No. Yeah, uh, rival t- the Ascension and Bobby Roode and Chad Gable teamed up uh, to take on a. Key and Rezar, uh, or Razor, whatever you want to say. Uh, I think it's Razor. Okay, Razor, uh, Root and Gable, they defeated the Authors of Pain and Ascension by the pinfall. Uh, anything here, man? I mean, it was a better match than what I was it expecting. Was a, it wasn't a bad match. Nope. nope. And if they're going to. about the storyline? It's just they're not really like. I just don't like stop and start things. So it's like, I don't. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. like we're really like. What story is being told? It's just so, yeah. like, not linear. Who it's, am I supposed to follow in this story? Who am I, what's happening yeah, here? Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like, who's the dominant one? What story is being told here? Like, yeah. I get it. You're all just trading wins back and forth. But, like, what's actually happening here? Yeah, and as a fan, wait, don't make me care about him one week and then next week have him lose. Like, I don't want to have that situation. Like, you made me care about him and focus on him. Now you're, make, you're burying him. Or, like, you're, like, somebody else. you're pushing Connor one second yeah, yeah. and then you're not pushing Connor another second. You're like, wait. Am I supposed to be following this Connor push? Am I supposed to be following Bobby Roode and yeah. Chad Gable are friends? Are that they might break up? Are, what am I following here? <laughs> and it's like it's not that it's not that this is that layered of a of a story. No. It's that they, it just seems like they don't know. Yeah, they're just like mm, we gotta fill another ten minutes. Mm, I just throw Bobby Roode and, right. and and Gable and the Ascension out there. It'll work. It'll work. Yeah. Uh, it's it's weird. I don't know where it's going to go and wh- where they're going to. Obviously, they're going to m- move one of them into a number one contender spot for the tag team titles. I think eventually, but who are they waiting for the fans to react? Like, are they judging? Because it seems weird if they're judging by the fans' reaction, which one they're going to push. Because they go to different city every night, so a different city's going to have a different take True. on which tag team they want to support. And it's confusing, so you're not really sure yeah. who you're supposed to be cheering for. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very strange. Uh, all right, Dean Ambrose came out, did his little game with uh, with Rollins. Did you? like that did you enjoy the the little game the, just the stuff he was saying or do you think this does not feel like it's does this feel forced to you i'm gonna still reserve judgment okay because not a lot happened yeah i'm gonna wait to see what dean ambrose says because i feel like a lot of it hinges on what his actual what they actually say his explanation is or if he even gives one yeah um so i feel like a lot of it kind of hinges on that a little bit so mm-hmm. it's hard for me to say um what I did like about this was Seth calling out the obvious. Yeah. Saying, like, hey, was this because I did it? Was this because of this? Like, I like that it's showing that Dean has mind ninjured Seth Rollins. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it's like Seth doesn't get it. And I like that yeah. aspect of it because right. it's like that would be confusing for your homie to, like, have this cool moment where you guys won bar trivia and then he beats the shit out of you. And right. you're like, wait, we just won bar trivia. Why would you beat me up? You know? I like that's kind of like the vibe that's got pub <laughs> trivia, you know, or whatever. Like, they're always answering the most right, and I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> All right. Okay. Like, you uh, just told me that. I would have given you more answers. Yeah. Like, I didn't whisper them to your ear and you're going to answer I don't care. <laughs> it's all that matters what we won. Um, so, that, I, you know, I liked that aspect of it yeah. because it, it was – it was clear that he is getting mm-hmm. to to Seth. Um, I liked the slight different look where he's got the cool jacket. Not because yeah. I feel like the leather jacket is slowly getting overplayed 
And Dean was already a leather jacket guy yeah, for a while. Right. So I kind of liked that it was not necessarily like a leather jacket. It was kind of like a cool hip jacket yeah. that was still tough guy. You know, like he could have been <laughs> like in the Riverdale biker gang, you know. Um, so, like, it's not sure. Because not, not quite like super tough because it was kind of like chic. Right. And that's how I look at the biker gang in Riverdale. Like, I don't watch that show. My girlfriend watches it. Okay, sure. And I'm not just saying that as a cover. Sure. You can ask her. <laughs> I'm usually working, and it's like it's like the thing where I go, like, just watch that while I'm working because yeah. I. I'm not watching that type thing. It's all here in the background while I'm doing stuff. And it's always like it's the it's the least intimidating biker gang of all time. The yeah, Serpents. Is that River, what they're called, it's right? Riverdale, dude. No, I know. But when you hear they're talking about a biker gang and then there's like a dude wearing like a floppy crown, you're yeah. like, what is happening? This is yeah. not a cool flow. So it reminded me of that yeah. where he's like in a biker gang but like the Riverdale biker gang where they're kind of like not that tough. Yeah. Uh, but but also Dean kicked the shit out of me in real life so he is tough. So it, it worked for me. Sure. I like and – and I'm hoping that we get psycho like – on, you know, like like just just like off the off his rocker, Dean Ambrose. Well, I don't think we're gonna get that. You don't think so? This, this is crazy. He seemed too collected. Yeah, here's the thing. This is the thing, and I want to I wanted to bring this up to you. What you thought? It seems to me like they're going against their grain with that, and they're because the whole reason is supposedly all popped off is that lunatic thing. Yeah. Oh, you guys think, oh, lunatic, I'm lunatic. You're making the jokes about making something a lunatic. And when he's beating him up last week, he said, "Say that again. Call me crazy again." Yes. Call me so maybe. He wants to not come across as a lunatic. He's causing everybody else to go nuts because he's so composed in the situation, which frustrates everybody else because they're so used to him losing it as a storyline that it's great to see other people flipping out about it. Because this is I like Be- that. This is Becky and Charlotte in reverse. Yeah, totally. Right? Because yeah. Rollins is the one going with the title going, I don't understand what this is all about. I don't understand what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. And he's the one that's a little crazier or whatever. But people are on Rollins' side more than they're on Ambrose's side. Definitely. Whereas people are on Becky's side more than they were Charlotte. So it's well, the reverse. They got leukemia as a factor. Right. Yeah, it's kind of hard. <laughs> Hard to cheer for the yeah. to boo the guy who's be like, hey, I'm with the guy who has leukemia. Yeah. I'm supporting that guy. Leukemia, and man. I, and I wanted to bring that up here actually now that we're yeah. here. Yeah. Because I feel like I saw in the comments, I read them guys. I saw in the <laughs> comments of last week, a lot of people was kinda felt like we didn't touch upon the fact that they're using Roman's leukemia to kind of further this story. Oh, for God's sakes. What do you think about it? I don't I, this is professional wrestling. Nothing is off limits. Nothing. They brought Natalia back after her father died to promote Natalia doing what she was doing. And the fans they loved it. They did the urn thing yeah, with, 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 with Undertaker with, and, with, and Paul Bear. Son, Paul Bear's yeah. son bringing it out. So to me, it's professional wrestling. You can start bringing your real-world uh, morality and ethics to professional wrestling. You're in the wrong business. Well, these but I guess – know. Mm, I, but there's two sides to that well, the argument because, I mean, we – I do feel like there are times yeah. where – the opposite. Like, for example, me. Yeah. I felt like when they brought up uh, uh, Reed Flair dying in the Paige Charlotte thing, thought I was kind of fucked up. Yeah, I agree with and that. that. But but also... But that's all talked about ahead of time, man. Well, yes, but that wasn't talked about with Ric Flair ahead of time. And so that oh, was why I, I thought it was kind of fucked up. I he didn't was, know that. He literally saw it while he was watching Raw oh, and, and broke down oh, Brian. You know? So... Yikes. So there are certain... Like, like do we know... If, you know, Roman Reigns' family is cool with it. Like, we know That's that Roman's, fa- Roman's probably cool, cool with it. it. Yeah. Roman's, you know, obviously. It's his leukemia. It's his, it's his friends. I'm sure he has no problem with it. Right. I don't know that. Right, but it's his I don't, leukemia. I'm not positive about it. But 
So I, I understand the argument being there because uh-huh. I'm sure, like, you know, th- there are times when I have been on the other side of that coin. Um, and last okay. week, I didn't feel like they did that at all. Last week, I felt like, yeah, yeah. it was separate, even though they said we're going to win this for Roman and then it happened. I didn't feel like they were exploiting Roman's leukemia necessarily. Okay. Um, this one was a little bit different. This week when they were like, when Seth, <coughs> excuse me, yeah, <coughs> when Seth was in the ring and he was like, we were supposed to be with our friend who had leukemia. I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to hear you about leukemia in a wrestling storyline. Like it did to me. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was kind of like, Ugh. but at the same time, I'm sure. Like, well, this I, 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 mm-hmm. I would like to know, and I haven't. I don't know this yet, and yeah. it's something I'm going to try to find out. But yeah. you know, I would like to know if Roman is totally cool with it. Yeah. If Roman's totally cool with it. I don't know why that little bit of info makes me feel more comfortable with it, but I remember, like, for example, yeah. when I worked at TMZ back in the day, I'm pretty sure – I'd have to go look it up, but I'm pretty sure, like, when that happened, I want to say I did a story – like, I I, I don't want to out okay. someone, so hold on. Wait, Paul, Bear, well, Ashes, TMZ, because I know I did okay. a story on it, and okay. I wanted to reference it. Um, yeah, Paul Bear, family signed off on CM Punk, earned desecration. There you go. Um but I want to see who I spoke with because I don't want – okay, yeah. I just want to say I talked to Paul's son and then like it'd be like sources tell us or something like that. <laughs> um, and I'm pretty sure he passed away too, RIP. So um, – but I remember speaking with Paul Bear's son who like told me like, nah, man, like they reached out to us. Yeah. We talked about it. Uh, and for some reason, like knowing that little thing, I go like, okay, cool. I'm cool with it. You know? Listen. So if, if, if Roman signed off on before, I'm cool with it, you know? Yeah, the Roman side of things is – they're essentially the Von Eriks. Of the some of the you know of the uh, uh, Polynesian world, you would say, because the rocks involved here, right? Uh, this goes back three generations of wrestlers with uh, uh, Chief Maivia. Like they're all involved in this. Like Rocky Johnson, they're all involved in professional wrestling. They get it. So to me, the family probably did. But even if you, the family didn't one hundred percent sign off on it, if Roman says it's okay. It's okay. You know what? And it's a wrestling family. So, yeah, you're yeah, right. And that's what I'm saying. Because it's Roman's leukemia. No matter what his family thinks, it's Roman's leukemia. Yeah, but so, Roman has a right to say if they can use it or not. So, Roman is that does. why you think it's different than the, the, the Reed Flair? Yeah, that's kind of a whole thing. Because that's why Reed can't speak for himself. Yeah, no, that's Rick. bullshit. <laughs> right. Or someone using Hogan's son. What do David with that car accident? Like, someone using Hogan's, that, without Hogan's permission, that's horrific. If Dave, if the Hogan's son it's, says it's okay, then it's fine, right? That's the way I look at it. And it's because it's professional wrestling. Everything, it, it, it elevates the game. That's why, like, when the, the Bella Twins mentioned uh, uh, her getting kicked out of John, or, uh, yeah, or uh, Rhonda said her getting, uh, Nikki getting kicked out of John Cena's bedroom. I am a thousand percent sure Rhonda said, is, is it okay if I say this? Blah, blah, yeah. blah. You got to clear it. Um, but this reminds me, like, when I had the match with uh, with uh, Bateman, right? It was right after Christian had lost his brother. I dedicated the match to Christian because of that. Some people thought I was using that tragedy to kind of get in Ben's head. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Like, it's not a pre-written match. This is – who knows what's going to happen I just want to play in honor of Chris because he gave me the shot to become the outlaw and be on the showdown. But some people thought, including Ben a little bit, that I was using it to try. And it's like, what's wrong with people's heads? They, yeah. they think this kind of stuff. So I think that happens people, all the time. Like literally all weekend, yeah. I was getting shit on for a, a very innocuous tweet where I was just like, I said something positive and it was like, you know, like, uh, you, you don't have to kiss all the women's ass and blah, blah, blah. And it was just like, yo, dude, like, I'm just saying a positive thing because yeah. I'm just like, I was. 
you know, I, I felt moved to say something yeah. about it. You know, it was a cool weekend full of women's wrestling stuff. So, it's, yeah, yeah it's, people are weird sometimes. People try to create shit that isn't there, man. Very much so. Yeah. Also, when we're done recording, remind me to talk to you about Kevin Von Erich. <laughs> okay. I love that. That's a great tease, Von Erich. Uh, Nia Jax and uh, Ember Moon went at it in this match, went <laughs> backstage, some kind of backstage interview, and all of a sudden it was a match. All of a sudden there was a match. Speaking of women in matches, uh, uh, but uh, Nia won, defeating uh, Ember by pinfall. They have good chemistry. Did you like this match? Did you think the match was like, could, should it go longer? Was it was there any point to this? Not really. She's the number one contender. Why is she? Yeah, like, I, I, mean, like, I got that she, it was she like. chill until her time comes to fight I mean, I got title? that it was like, a, oh, the girl she knocked out or whatever they mm-hmm. put in there. But, <coughs> excuse me. Sorry, everyone. Um, yeah, I didn't. I, 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 it's not like I disliked the match. It's like I was just kind of like indifferent to it. Okay. I mean, maybe it's because I saw so many good matches, so many great matches the night mm-hmm. before in Evolution, where I feel like this didn't really necessarily stack up to that. Yeah. Or even the ten woman tags was so fun that yeah, I was kind of like, right. I just, just kind of like, no, it's kind of like is what it was. It was very, it was filler. Right. It was right. very much felt like filler. Um, I don't necessarily feel like Ember Moon's character kind of feels lost right now yeah, in my man. opinion. And so people love her. She got a pop and a half when she came out. Yeah. Nassau. But I just feel like she just her character's very lost right now. It would almost help to like turn her heel or something because it's like I don't know what it is but there's something has to wait her time. There's man. something not there that's like hard for and and I think it's the losses thing like mm-hmm. she's lost too many times mm-hmm. to where it's hard to get behind her now. Yeah. Um, what do you think though about the clearly they're going towards Naya and Tamina. What yeah. do you think about that? I, I think it's boring. Really? I'll be honest with you. Not because I don't like Tamina or Naya separately. I just think they're, I think it's just going to be a, 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 if Prince Albert fought Tyrus, that's what I feel like. That's what I feel like. And and both of those guys were are... Were they in a tag team? They did. Yeah, I was going to say, they, they had, but they were, if they well, fought with each other, well, like... Was, no, they did. Because well, remember when he was a... Uh, <laughs> What was his name? What, the Funkasaurus? No, yeah, yeah. Remember yeah. that time period when Albert joined up with the Tyrus? Yeah, right. I forget what he was and called. He was, Prince uh, Albert was called? Oh, what was he? He <laughs> had like a, like he was like the hip-hop something like, oh, what was it? Was he? That's just funny that you wrote it because they, they oh, definitely they had, what was his name? That must have been in my head, yeah. <coughs> oh, man, I'm mad that I can't figure it out. <laughs> Pr- uh... uh Oh, what was it? Was it the A Train? A Train. That was no, 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 no. That was the other time. No, no, no. Uh, no. What, what Are you was looking it? up his nickname? Yeah, right I was now? looking at all his nicknames: A Train, Albert, Baldo, Big Buford, Giant Bernard, Gigante Bernard, Jason Albert, Lord Tensai, which was ridiculous. The Mongolian Prince Albert, Russia Road, Sweet Tea, Sweet Tea. Was that it was Sweet it. Tea? Because A Train was during the Attitude Era, I believe. <laughs> Sweet Tea was when he was when he was one of the Funkadactyls. Yes. Oh my god! Yeah, because he was Lord tea. Tensai, yeah. and that bombed. It really? So bombed. they changed him to Sweet Tea because he was Tensai. Yeah. Funny how cultural appropriation can bomb. <laughs> <laughs> it was so ridiculous when you they did that. You know what's funny though is, is how Man Gang was the eighties. You can get away with it. You can get away with it then. What's funny is how much of an abysmal failure Tensai gimmick was. Yeah. But how it was probably the best thing to happen to his career yeah. since now, because of that, it brought him back into the company mm-hmm. fold, got him down to NXT, where he is now flourishing as the yeah. head coach. That's pretty cool. It is. So you never know where life's going to take you, Yeah, man. I, I love that, like, the the coaching staff, minus Shawn Michaels, for the, for the most part, the coaching staff, is, like, 
not who you would expect to be coaching the people of tomorrow yeah. so well. Good like point. you wouldn't expect that that Prince Albert yeah. is such a good coach or Norman Smiley or William Regal. Like like it's not like they were like the top tier guys, but they right. were the workers. You well, know, like the good, strong yeah. workers. And so it's just fun to see that. Like I always like I like when you look at you know, Scotty Too Hotty, mm-hmm. uh, Norman Smiley, uh, Prince Albert. You know, when you look at that, you know, the Red Rooster, and you're like, those are the guys. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, those are the guys over there. It cracks me up. Well, I think. It's because I think it's uh, real quick. It's because like these guys had to work really hard. To totally. Get over. So they teach a work ethic to these young kids or young ladies and young men coming up in the performance center to understand like not everyone's going to be Triple H or The Rock or Stone Cold. If you want to carve out a place here, you're going to have to have a very strong work ethic, work on your character, and get and and be willing and flexible to have your character have multiple names and change over the years. I also think that uh, in addition to that, that you. You have to be a good wrestler yeah. if you're successful at losing for decades. That's a great point. You know, you have to come close so many times and yeah. make it believable. And yeah, yeah it's exactly. almost like acting in a certain yeah. way. Where like the people who win Oscars are lucky. Yes. Like the people who the, the A-listers, as talented and as much work that goes into it, yeah. they're at the end of the day they got lucky. Yeah. Like they knew someone, they got in the right door, they got a stroke of luck. I mean, there are yeah. so many actors. There are millions of actors. Who if they'd gotten lucky, yeah. that one one little piece sure. of luck, of course. it would have changed everything for them. But because they didn't, yeah. they had to grind it out uh, with a bunch of small parts their entire career. And you character go like, actors. you know, those those character actors yeah. are sometimes, for the most part, more talented as actors oh, than most of the A-listers. And so yeah. I think it's kind of the same thing yeah. where it's yeah. like these are the character actors of wrestling. Yeah, and if you want to break it down to sports, it's like you find the guy who's the third stringer who can't quite make it but stayed around the league for like 10 years becomes one of the best coaches ever because they understand it from top to bottom. Yeah. So, uh, the Revival the revival took on the Lucha House Party, which you mentioned earlier here. You had uh, Callisto, Lynn Storado. They fought Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder. Uh, Grand Metallic was there at ringside. Metalik, sorry. Metalik. Uh, it doesn't look like metallic. It, I'm just saying, you know, uh, I'm still learning these kind of names. So, what, what did you think about these this match? Kind of names? Yeah, the names of my people. I mean, uh, Metalik? Not, not the name of my people. Yeah, I'm gonna look uh, that up. Grandma Metalik. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite Mexican restaurant, Metalik. Metalik's uh, best tacos in the town. <laughs> Um, the I, revival I, again, man. I, I I hate seeing the revival done dirty. Yeah, um, you know, I, I I at the same time though, you Wasn't know, they just moving up. I told you, I war, I told you, you, really did. I warned you, you I really told did. you. That's a that's a red herring. They always. I didn't believe. Vince, I didn't believe you. A, he hates pushing wrestlers. So yeah, every man. time I see it, I'm like, oh, no, they're not getting pushed. They're the guys who are losing. <laughs> uh, but uh, I. You know, I like the utilization of 205 Live guys. Yeah. I think it, it is smart. It's similar to how I like that the guys in NXT are now being kind of like subleased to indies mm-hmm. that are that are mm-hmm. WWE friendly. You know, you have the Street Profits and you've got Fabian oh, yeah. Eichner who are champions in Evolve now. You've yeah. got, um, you know, Axel Dieter Jr. is being sent to, to back to WXW. Just like I, I like that kind of stuff. So okay. I like when they're utilizing people in good ways. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, I feel like Lucha House Party are kind of being wasted on 205 Live. I think it's a fun name. Yeah. They've got merch. Um, there's not really, like, a huge Latin influence on Monday Night Raw. There really isn't. You know, we don't really have that right now. Nope. You might as well do it with them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all really talented guys. Um, so I and, – and I think that there, there are more – there's a there's a need for more teams in the raw div- tag uh-huh. team division. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a great idea. Okay. Um, I hate.
hated seeing Grand Metalik or Metalik, however you want to say it, Metalik. Metallic uh, <laughs> on the outside. Grand Metallic. Um, yeah. Knowing how talented he is and how yeah. much he killed it in the Cruiserweight Classic, it's kind of been a bummer to see him just kind of like wasted in yeah. WWE since he's been brought on board. And to just see him on the outside of the ring with the little spinner thing making noise was a little depressing because you go like, man, that guy's really good. Yeah. You know? And like, no, 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 no knock on Lindsay Dorado, but I mean, like, Grand Metalik is like, in my opinion, like more entertaining a wrestler than Lindsay Dorado. I liked them both, yeah. but I was just like, it, it, it was weird to see Metalik on the outside just kind of standing there, yeah. um, not really doing anything. But I, <laughs> I think it's smart to bring them on to Raw. Yeah, agreed. Uh, let's see what happens where they go. Like you said, Latin influence. Let's see what they take. How far, I don't want them to go to the way of Sinkara, which is like eventually just forgotten about. So Me neither. I would like to see them get some kind of uh, cachet there at Raw. Uh, you got Ziggler versus Apollo Crews. First, let's talk about that Kurt Angle promo. This is where it hits. So talk to me about it, brother. I loved it. Yeah. You know, to me, since we've had since he's got a big head, man. <laughs> but to, to me, since Kurnial's come back, we've kind of gotten like we were. <coughs> we've been served. Uh, jokey Kurt Angle. Yeah, you know, yeah. we've been served, like, remember all the funny things he did? The mm-hmm. milk, the the headgear, the wig, the cowboy hat. Well, that goofy guy, he's the GM. That was kind of like the one we've been served as the GM. Mm-hmm. So I like the refocus. You know, I feel like we forgot to, we we did, we brushed, we, we moved past it last week. We didn't talk about it last week. Yeah. But there was a vignette last week, too, where yeah. he was talking about it. Um, I like using Kurt Angle in this way to build him up as an actual threat again. Mm-hmm. I think it was necessary because he's been so jokey on Raw and because everyone kind of walked all over him while he was GM. It was right. it was necessary to remind everyone that Kurt was one of the best wrestlers of all time. Yeah. You know, that he that, that he you know he's legend. He's, yeah. he's a living legend, you know? And so yeah. I, I think that um for me, while watching it, I said to myself, I'd be cool with Kurt Angle being champion again. And and maybe that's a crazy thing to say, but we saw it with Goldberg. And I'll tell you this much. I guarantee you Kurt Angle's run as champion would be more beloved and more entertaining to watch as a fan than anything that happened in Goldberg's run as champion, you know? And 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 at least Kurt Angle is believe like like you go like, man, that's a cool story. Like old Olympian who's you know out of the limelight, who is not a champion anymore, who has been just kind of like pushed aside. He goes, no, I'm a fucking Olympian motherfucker. I yeah. want a gold medal with a broken fucking neck, you know? And he just comes back in and he beats all these young dudes. That's something I could really get behind. Like, okay. honestly, I am all for Kurt Angle winning the World Cup as like a way to come back. Because think how cool it is. He beats Dolph Ziggler. Aren't you worried, though? For, this many, what? This many matches? Nah, he has the World Cup. No way. If he starts doing, if he starts doing those, it's Kurt Angle. (laughs) He, like I just said, not two thousand. Kurt Angle, Olympic medal with a broken freaking neck. You weren't four years old when that happened, Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) I was unfortunately older, but but uh, (laughs) uh, but I wasn't that much older. (laughs) Thank Uh, you. That's uh, what I'm saying. It was a long time ago, man. We're like the King of the Ring was two thousand. He was referencing like that's eighteen years ago, son. Almost 19 years ago. But we've seen, like, Hulk Hogan. I mean, how old was Hulk Hogan when he was running around as champion last? Not last time. Even before. Sir, you cannot compare Kurt Hulk Angle Hogan to Hulk Hogan? To Kurt Hogan. 
Hulk Hogan is the greatest of all time. Well, I, I, I understand what <laughs> no, you're no, saying, no, I'm but at the same time, like I just be age wise. Good in the Shield match, he didn't look that good in the Shield match. It's scary to think that he's gonna. Th- I like the yeah, promo, but at the, but the same it time, me. the same time if that Shield match, matches. that Shield match was such short notice. It was. It was literally like Roman had that whole mumps thing, right? And they had to pull an audible at the very last second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was okay. This he has had. Plenty of time to he get has in been ring off TV shape for again. a long time. He's been off TV for yeah, months yeah, yeah. now to get in ring shape. Okay. I guarantee you that's why he's been off of TV for this whole time okay. to get him in ring shape, get back in action, to get him tough again. And to be honest with you, think about it. How cool would that be? You yeah. don't think it'd be cool? You don't think it'd be cool if Kurt Angle was champion again? Of course, but I, I, who's he going? He's going to be what? Strowman? He's going to beat Lesnar? Who's he going to beat? Who are you going to believe that that old man is going to beat of those two behemoths? Yeah, I mean, if I could believe it if Rollins was the champion, because Rollins can carry a match like that and believably lose Ambrose to a degree. I just can't, I don't know if he could beat Strowman or Lesnar. Although it would be interesting if he beats Lesnar, because Lesnar did get beat by Goldberg already, and Angle has beaten or Lesnar beat Angle for the title, right? Or did Angle beat Lesnar? I'm not. I I'm terrible history. It was when, a big deal that, but, when it but, happened. But I'm, I'm I was more pondering your statement of Kurt Angle and Brock. As you were saying, as you were, yeah. So then Brock would I beat think Strowman. I could see. Then Brock would beat Strowman. Be okay. Jewel. I'd be okay with Kurt Angle beating Brock Lesnar for the title. Okay. I wouldn't be okay with Kurt Angle beating Braun Strowman for the title because he's such a force. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. he, you know, actually, I take it back. Anything is believable in wrestling, and the fact that Kurt Angle is an Olympian yeah. and and one of the most revered wrestlers of all time. I love Kurt. Angle. I would be. Totally okay with it, okay. you know. Like, like, didn't Ric Flair win the title when he was really old, like a bunch of times, and it was okay? Yeah, maybe. You know, like, okay. and I feel like I, I, I know right. that Kurt Angle is not Ric Flair, but you can say Kurt Angle is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Sure, and he's, he's in the top ten. He's certainly a temporary of Goldberg to a degree, so it's possible. And I'm just saying, he's in the top ten. You don't think he's in the top ten wrestlers of all time? Yeah, that is tough. WWE wrestlers of all time. Okay, they yes, asked right. Is, yeah. He's got to be in that top yeah, ten, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm super down. cool with it. Yeah. I, I, I am, you know, like think of that storyline. Like to me, way cooler than the Goldberg one of like Kurt Angle trying to come back. Kurt know, Angle trying to prove that he is still the man, right? Because you know he's not going to have three minute matches. No, he'll have legit matches, right? And that's why I feel like that's something that I could get behind more. And so, I yeah. mean. I hate to be excited about something at Crown Jewel, but mm-hmm. the the prospect of Cradle doing three yeah. big marquee matches and singles matches, like Dolph Ziggler beats Dolph Ziggler, then goes on against uh, in one Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins, we might get Seth Rollins versus Kurt Angle at Crown Jewel. How? That's a dream match. That's a dream match, you know. And if he can beat Seth All Rollins right. Right. in his path to coming back, man, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I I would be very cool with it. Yeah. Something I'm not 100% cool with <laughs> to finish out the show here because we're running out of time. The Brothers of Destruction took on – or not didn't take on, but they Ugh. verbally took on DX. I thought this was – Atrocious. Done. Atrocious. We're going to have this uh, in this situation and it's like, oh, he kicked him and then he got up again and blah, blah, blah. And so – There was literally nothing cool about this segment. Yeah, man. Like you were just watching it going like, who thought this was going to be cool? Any of this? They're one for what? One for five promos, like because like much. that's not a good stat. It like was the first one where Shawn Michaels explained it, why he was coming back, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and yeah. there was like 
The DX one was the first one where they were like that was cool. That was cool, but and none then the, of the other ones have been cool. There was like that one that we kind of liked of the Undertaker the and Kane, where not the boiler room, but the other yeah, vignette, the cemetery. Thing, yeah, the cemetery. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that was all right. All right, but but yeah, but I, good ones. One for five. One I hated seeing the glow stick. Uh, yeah, hated seeing the return of the glow stick. Yeah, the merch, like, oh man, dude, merch. we're supposed to. This is you're supposed to be tough DX right now. Yeah. Not not. Merched glow stick DX. So I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like Shawn Michaels wearing that bandana thing without the hat yeah. made it look like he was <laughs> like he had just stepped off a plane and was wearing one of those eye cover things. That, you know, like the, you know, what I'm talking about like what's that called? Yeah, uh, yeah. Like the little blindfold thing you wear when you're asleep. Yeah. It looks like he like walked off the plane and was wearing one of those, and then just like lifted it up on top of his head and put the hat somewhere mm-hmm. else because I it was odd looking. It, yeah. it, I don't know who told him it looks cool, but it very much doesn't look cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, super not cool looking, and so uh, so yeah, you go like, oh cool, we saw a super kick again. Oh cool, it did nothing. Yeah. Like oh yeah. okay, so the super kick is. Not that tough anymore. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like, what's Shawn Michaels going to win the match with then? You know, yeah. <laughs> that, that was how I looked at it. You know, yeah, that's what it feels like. It, uh, yeah, it was such a flaccid way to end uh, Raw. Man. Well, it was just like the final build to a match. You know, nobody wants this match. It's just it's the build of the match has gotten I bet less and less cool matches. as it's gone on. No, there's no, there's no way he does. I mean, no. I, it makes at, at this point. It was a very bad decision yep. on his part to yep. be involved. I yep. think politically, yeah, politically, it's just for the most part, you know. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, yeah. I, I just was it was disappointing because mm-hmm. you're like, man, this is what Shawn Michaels came back for. Yeah. Like, it's just been is that you knocking? Or? Yeah, it's me. It's oh, me, yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> I was like, oh, should someone knocking no, at the time? No, no, no. time? It's Sean, <laughs> Sean. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, I know I, I agree with you. I think that it's just really like the build, and I don't know if they cared less as time went on mm-hmm. because of the fans hating it on it so much. Yep. But it just really, like, I'm. It, if there's anything I'm excited for, there's not really... Kurt Angle's the only thing I'm really excited for okay. at, at, at Crown Jewel. I'm not even really excited to see Shawn Michaels wrestle again. So, so when Ziggler beats him, are you going to be okay with it? <laughs> <laughs> That'll suck. I'll be pissed. But they gave him a picture over Cruz for whatever reason. Uh, you, was... think that, you think Kurt Angle's going to beat... Or sorry, that Dolph Ziggler's going to beat Kurt Angle the first round? They're, they're just going to have loose Dolph Ziggler's first match back like in singles Ryan, competition? they have to get you excited interested to watch the show, right? So <laughs> I know you're going to watch anyway because you have to because your job, but you're excited to see Kurt Angle. Why? Because he did the promo. Why do the promo? To get people to watch the show. But and then they're gonna just going to kill your dreams? Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> that's how it works. I've had my dreams killed many times by the WWE. <laughs> Vince kills my dream all the time. On the daily. I wanted to be an announcer. <laughs> I wanted to call the matches. <laughs> But they said I was too old. Screw you. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, that's our wrap. I think that's a good place to wrap up there. That's our wrap up of uh, Collider Body Slam Raw, the Raw recap. Um, uh, Ryan, want to tell everybody where they can follow us and uh, subscribe? So a little sick, so I'm going to cut this one a little short. YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. That's where the videos are. It's where you can watch our smiling faces, where you can see our... Our true anger uh, <laughs> on video when we complain about things. YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. Uh, and if you're watching those videos already, please go subscribe to the to the podcast feed as well. Podcast yep. One, Wrestling Sheet Radio. You can find uh, on iTunes as well. Please subscribe. Please rate, review, share. 
all that good stuff. It helps us out a lot. Yeah. And even if you don't agree with the singers, it's fun to have the back and forth. So subscribe there so you can have the back and forth. Uh, you follow Ryan at Ryan Satin. Follow yes. him. Follow Wrestling she- at Wrestling Sheet. Yep. ProWrestlingSheet.com. There you go. And follow me at The Roca Says on Twitter and on Instagram. All right. Tomorrow we'll be back with a Collider Body Slam SmackDown Live recap. And we'll give our thoughts on Crown Jewel, who might win, who might lose real quickly at the end of that show. So, all right. Thanks for watching, everybody. Today we'll talk to you tomorrow. ProWrestlingSheet.com Hey, little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods, like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.